To celebrate the holidays, we're bringing you 12 days of family history research. So we're going to take this opportunity to get back to basics of family history research. And each day, we'll bring you a different strategy that will help you find your family. Merry Christmas from Journey Through the Generations. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of uh, Journey Through the Generations. We are on day five of our, yes, day five of our 12 Days of Family History Research Series. Can I say I'm just really enjoying this? Yeah, it's really good. I like it. I mean, we're providing, I hope, good content. I think it is. Good content for people. And, you know, I think we've said it before, if one person listens to it and finds good information and i think we did what we were supposed to do so um so yeah today is day five and we're going to talk about uh family and personal archives yes and i think when you think when i think about family history i always think about you know finding a trunk in an attic or basement that is full of photos and family letters from somebody who was in the military at a war that wrote to their fiance that was back home. Um, those are the kinds of things that I think about when I think about family history. Yeah. And it can be a lot of different things. I mean, it could be pictures. Um, it could be uh, report cards. Mm-hmm. It could be scrapbooks. It could be speeding tickets. I Correct. mean, just, I mean, just whatever, you know, you have, because that's a yeah. part of, your, of the family it story, is. right? I mean, you can, absolutely. You, if you wanted to write a story about your family, you can say, you know, my mama used to speed got all a the time. speeding ticket doing 85 yes. in the 70. On her and, way to Arkadelphia to drive know, my sister off of school. So I remember it, like it was yesterday. It could be like a lot of different, different things yes. that are part of your family and personal archives. And I think what we want to talk about today is some of those things and, how you can use them, mm-hmm. and then also um, some tips on how you can gain access to them. Yes, and if you are you know privileged enough to have some, how to protect them as well. Absolutely. Um, in our previous episodes, we've talked a lot about libraries and archives and things like that to go find information about your family. But one of the things that is the most fun and cherished in this research is Finding information with your family, whether it's your parents, your children, your grandparents, your great aunts, um, getting that information in those photos and going through those photos and finding out the names of the people in the photos. That's what we're talking about today. Yes. And I love going back and looking at old pictures. Mm -hmm. Trisha and I came up, you know, we grew up in a time and especially in college, we grew up in a time where you had a camera yes with film that That you had to put it in and go and get it developed yes take somewhere Um, and we had you know disposable cameras that we took to all the different events and And we never knew what those pictures looked like until we purchased them. absolutely not and so we we um we always got double prints. I don't just don't ask me why, <laughs> but we got double prints. To share. Um, Matt, <laughs> you know, some people might not know what I'm talking about. But, there's some folks out uh, there that know. Oh, yeah, most people know, but there's some people out there, our young folks may not know what I'm talking about. But but anyway, I always like going back and looking at them. And 
you know, showing them to Trisha and like, oh, you remember yes. this and showing them to our son. And so um, a lot of those things we try to share with him so he knows how important it is. So mm-hmm. when when we're gone and he's he's our only child, yes. so it's up to him to keep this stuff going. But um, but yeah, those those kinds of things are part of your personal family library archive Absol- storage, yes. whatever it is. Absolutely. When you think about it and you know you you know, I think about the things that my grandmother had at her house. She had a bunch of photos. She had a bunch of funeral programs from the mm-hmm. community. Oh, yeah. um, those are wealth we of three, information. We got, what, four binders worth of them? Absolutely. <laughs> the wealth of information yeah. with funeral programs. You have um, scrapbooks. Um, my grandmother had a scrapbook from when she was in college in the 1930s, and I had never seen a picture of her as a young adult before I saw that scrapbook. And that was just amazing to see. Yeah. Recipe books. I, you know, I'm I, sweet mama, potato pie yep. recipes. My mama has a, a several recipe books and family um, recipes. Yeah. Those, yeah. those dishes that you cook all the time for holidays, birthdays, those, I mean, that's part of your family. That's just as much as part of your research as the people that we're researching. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Let's talk a little bit about how to get access to these things. Now, some of us have our older relatives still with us, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of them will not let go of that information. So you are not going to go in their house <laughs> and take it out of there. So you definitely want to have a plan on how to uh, take record of those pictures, scanning, whatever it is. You want to do that. Um, but I think the most important part I want to note for people is that when when your older uh, your older relatives pass on, do not just let that house sit empty and you don't go through it. Um, you have to go and get those documents because you don't want anything bad to happen to them, whether that's, uh, you know, mold, water damage, fire, um, somebody just doesn't care and throws it all away. You don't want that, that kind of stuff to happen. So what I would recommend that you do is while our relatives are still living today, you go to them, tell them what you're doing, what your plan is, and let them know that if they have, you know, a will or a directive or anything like that, that they say, you know what, Trisha gets every single piece of the trunk that's upstairs in the attic and all the photos that are in my closet, you know. And so then you're sure that you're going to get, you know, to get your information, especially if you have relatives that aren't very friendly. (laughs) We all have them. Don't look like that. We all have them. But that goes back to um, episode one of this series, the beginning, when we talked about talking to your oldest living relatives. And when we do that, when we have those conversations with, you know, those relatives, you know, that opens the door to let them know that you are interested in their life, their life, your, their family's life. And that's not going to be the only conversation that you have with them. So you're building a relationship with them and that will also help them understand how important this is to not only them, but to you as well. Yeah. So you definitely want to plan and make sure that you do that. Uh, Trisha, let's talk about um, how, if you have materials, how do you 
store them or you keep them to where they don't, you know, get damaged or anything like that? Well, um, like for pictures, um, especially like you said that, you know, we had to get them developed um, and that paper, depending on when you got them developed, is how old the picture is. So the first thing you want to do is you want to scan it. You want to get it digitized. Um, a lot of this personal family archive that you're building, um, it should be digital because digital um, archives and will always be there. And even if the, the picture eventually disintegrates or fades, if you had scanned it, then you'll always have that good scan of that photo or document or letter or whatever it is that you're doing. So that's that's what I think you should do first is scan it. Yes. And let me jump in here talking about digitizing. When you digitize that and you save it, make sure you back it up. Yes. Back up your file. So do all of that. Save it on the external hard drive and back up that external hard right. drive because external hard drives can go bad. Yes. And uh, then you'll have a backup copy. And when you buy a new external hard drive, you can, you can put it all mm -hmm. on there and you just keep backing it yeah. up. And you don't back it up one time, by the way. I know this is a little bit off topic, but it's important. You don't back it up one time. You back it up um, uh, uh, repetitively throughout the course of the, of the external hard right. drive. So every... I don't know, every week or every month or, because you're constantly adding files to it. Mm -hmm. And so you want to make sure those new files get backed up with all the other ones. Right. So and sorry yeah. for the... No, you're good. Yeah, but it's but important. for like, you don't want to just save it to your computer. You want to put it on an external hard drive, multiple external hard drives. And then you want to put one away, whether it's in a fireproof box mm -hmm. or if you have a safety deposit box in your... Um, bank or whatever you want to make sure one is put away so if god forbid something happens you know one is you have one safe somewhere so that's the first thing that i would do is scan the photo the recipe the document whatever it is um to make sure that you have preserved it but what what do you do with that paper copy of that picture that recipe or whatever you can get um Photo albums nowadays are not like the photo albums of the 60s and 70s. You can get a good um, photo album that is not going to ruin your picture that will protect it. And you can put your photos in that. You can put them in recipes and recipe cards. You can get binders with um, protective sleeves for your documents, your funeral programs, your death certificates, copies of things like that, school records, and you can organize them in a binder and put it in, you know, your shelf or whatever. And there are services also that would do this kind of information for you. Mm -hmm. And there are also services that sell the, the kits or the boxes or all that stuff that you want to put it in. Um, so do a little research mm -hmm. um, yeah. on that. I'm going to leave a link uh, to one that I know about that people use. And so I'll put that link in the description box um, of this episode. So you have that option as well. You have that option as well, especially if you don't you don't have the ability to do it right. or you have discretionary income there where you can pay for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um so you have that option too. Right. And one thing that I will 
mention that I don't often talk about, um, home movies, that can be part of your archive. Yeah. Um, and nowadays you can get home movies, whether they were on VHS or beta or whatever kind of device they were on. You can get those digitized as well. And that would be something awesome for you to be able to show to your kids or even to your parents and grandparents who haven't seen them in 20 or 30 years. That would be an awesome family time during yeah. during any time, really, when, yeah. when you guys are together. And I would tell you that if you have VHS tapes, I would <laughs> encourage you to find uh, your local library, maybe has some equipment. If you have uh, a um, family history, family library. history library, it's associated uh, with familysearch.com. Yeah. And so if you have a family search library in your area, one of the affiliate locations, mm-hmm. they could, they could potentially have some equipment there. A university library, yep. special collection, something like that. So if you don't have that, then you could do it yourself. However, I have found that it some of the equipment out there doesn't work well, number one. And then number two, if you don't have a VHS player, <laughs> you're not going to get it to work. And, and so some of the VHS players out there you may still have in your closet may yeah. not work. Yeah. And so um, you do have the option. Also, there's some services out there that will take them and um, digitize them for you. So, yes. Anything else, Trisha? No, I would be more than happy to hear from you guys and see what's in your family archive. Yeah, tell us. Uh, Maybe something we missed. Yeah, tell us what you have, where you have it stored, any tips for other people. Um, you definitely want to hear about that. You can do so on our Facebook page. Um, all of our other social media, along with the Facebook page, is listed in the description box uh, of this episode. We appreciate appreciate you guys for listening. If you have not listened to days one through four, I would uh, ask that you go back and listen to those um, and tell a friend and share and let them know that we're providing tips and content over here for people um, doing their family research. Absolutely. All right, right, guys, we appreciate you for listening. We will see you tomorrow for day six. Y'all take care. Thanks, guys. Peace.